All right, team, welcome back to the NCR podcast. Joe Corvo is best known in Ottawa, Ontario, as being part of the team that took the Ottawa Senators to the Stanley Cup final during the 2006-2007 season. After a 20-year professional hockey career with over 700 games played in the NHL, Joe decided to transition into CrossFit to keep his competitive streak alive. In 2007, Joe went to the CrossFit Games in the men's 40-44 division. Joe was gracious enough to sit down with me and PT to chat about hockey and CrossFit. Enjoy. Joe, can you hear us? What's up, man? Oh, he's connected. It says connecting audio. Oh, there we go. Can you hear us, Joe? Yeah, I got you now. Oh, amazing. All good? Yeah, good to meet you, man. Hey, nice to meet you. I'm Pete. This is Paul. You guys have met before, though. Yeah. Nice to see you again. Yeah, we met once. Once. Yeah, the game's in the, in the warm-up area. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, you remember that. We took we took a picture together. I I fan I fanboyed out a little bit. Yeah, he did, but you know, it was, it was cool. Yeah, I'm the How same. You doing? When I see you left, I'm a big fan. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> you were what? What year did you go to the games? Uh, 2014. Yeah, that was like kind of when I started watching it, so it was cool. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, um, that, that's what got me into it was just watching, like watching them on the, obviously watching them on TV and, and uh, just watching like the lifts and then combined with like speed was like, I was like, I got to do that. That looks awesome. Yeah. So, that's, that's sweet. Yeah. We'll, we'll, di- we'll dive in nice and deep with uh, into that. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Joe, welcome to the, uh, welcome to the NCR podcast officially. We're recording just so you know. All right, you can, but you can curse on this, whatever you want. It doesn't really matter. It's a, we're we're relaxed around here. Is that your living room behind you? That's no. This is my uh, basement. Oh, okay. So I've got that's the that's, that's the where setup. He, that's where he's training for the CrossFit Games, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was watching you, and one day you posted something on uh, Instagram. I think you were doing like. Uh, uh, what's the one where you you do the you run 400 and then you do the overhead squats? Yeah, that was uh, Nancy. yeah Nancy. That's right, Nancy. Yeah, yeah. I was I, I watched you take off running. I was like, is he ever gonna come back? Yeah. The longest. <laughs> well, you you saying it took too long? <laughs> yeah, but like it's it's weird because kids watch kids watch like uh, they watch the people on YouTube play video games. And I oddly enough find myself like watching people work out on the same way, you know. I know. Instagram, I'm like watching a whole workout. And I'm like, what am I doing here? <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I thought of making that one a little less painful and like and cutting out the uh, cutting out the parts where I wasn't in the picture, but I didn't. Uh, 
I didn't have the patience to edit that out. So I was just like, fuck it. I'll just throw the whole thing up. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, I thought that was pretty funny, Pete. You put, out of all the workouts that we do, the most exciting one that you decided to put is the one with four, five, like, or five, four and a meter runs in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, there's, uh, a, there's a fast forward button. So you guys all, you guys both go to the same to NCR? Is that the gym? Yeah, so Paul yeah, we, and I own it, own it together with a third okay. guy, Reza. Okay. And uh, up here, up here in Ottawa, and uh, and yeah, and so is that now, downtown? It's, no, uh, we're at. Um, you remember, um, like Bank and Heron? Do you remember that part of town? Yeah. Yeah. So like, there's a Canadian Tire on like Heron and Bank. We're like right behind there. Oh, okay. We we were probably op- like we were open when you. I think your last year when you oh, got okay. traded back to Ottawa, mm-hmm. I think we were already open. Were you, were you crossfitting back then? Uh, yeah, I was. Um, okay. I, I, I was getting healthy scratched a lot. So, uh, Paul, I, what was his name? Paul, uh, I can't remember his name, the coach. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. McLean, Paul McLean. Paul McLean, that's right. So you guys, they had done, they had made a good run in the playoffs the year before. So yeah, I was kind of behind the eight ball when I got there. He wasn't like too concerned about getting me in, in the lineup because he already had all the same guys he had the previous year. So he thought he'd do fine with that. So um, when he told me I was healthy scratch, I had to like kind of hide my excitement because I, I got every every arena after the uh, lockout in 2012. They were every arena had to have a certain amount of weight and like a bar and like dumbbells so that the, the scratch players could do a workout while the other team, while our, your team was playing on the ice. Oh, no way. <laughs> so when he told me I, I was healthy scratch, I'd be like, ah, oh, damn. All right. I guess I'll just work out. But, <laughs> so that's kind of what I, I was working out all the time. You're just crushing wads uh, in yeah, the while, back. While the team was playing. Yeah. That's <laughs> amazing. So, Joe, I want to talk a little bit about, uh, obviously, your hockey career, and then we'll get into a little bit of your CrossFit, your CrossFit career. Um, obviously, everyone in Ottawa knows you uh, most famously as being part of the team that uh, went on the, the Stanley Cup run, or the cl- yeah. almost Stanley Cup run. Yeah. <laughs> I went to the Stanley Cup final. That was 06, 07, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there was the pizza line and, and all that, and then – um uh, i think some people still call uh the albertson spezza heatley line one of the best all-time lines in hockey that was, was good yeah and then uh and then you went on to have uh, a long career in the nhl how many games did you end up playing i didn't uh, i think just over 700 like 700 and something well it's so it's solid yeah so solid career and then you finished in you finished your career in uh pro hockey in what did we was, just say 2013 2014 yeah 2014 and was, and you finished back in chicago right in the ahl yeah yeah is that where you're from chicago yeah born and raised in chicago so was that like did you ask to go back there or did was that just by chance no uh so we were in the vancouver for that heritage classic and uh the trade deadline was i think that during that or right after that so they played that game i didn't play in it uh i drank about 12 beers on the concourse while they were playing in that game. <laughs> uh, and then uh, at the, day, the day after they told me they were going to send me down to Binghamton, and I said, no, nah, I'm not going to Binghamton. You'll have to find somewhere else to send yeah. me. 
so they worked out something with Chicago and, and got me back with the Wolves. And I ended up back home, which was nice. I mean, it yeah, was that's super, super nice. nice of them. I was always treated so nice. By, yeah. I mean, if you're going to go, if you're going to go anywhere after that, it may as well be home, right? Mm-hmm. So after that, yeah, they sent me down and I ended up in that, uh, there's a team up in Vancouver, Abbotsford, I think it's called. Yep. Abbotsford, BC, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, up there. <laughs> um, so I got, when I got sent down, I went right to Abbotsford because the Wolves were playing there in like four days. So I was like sitting in a hotel room in Abbotsford waiting for them to get there. And I'm, I walk into like a Holiday Inn, I don't know, a little hotel. And I looked around the room and I'm like, I, I don't know if I could do this. This is because once you get used to the, the, the treatment in the NHL, you know, you're in yeah. four seasons, you're in Ritz's. And yeah. I walk in and I'm just like, this isn't going to last very long. This is going to be it. That's kind of when I decided that I was done. You know, I don't know. You just get used to a certain level of service and, and comfort. And I don't know. I, I just was, yeah. all the, the grind was out of me in that sport. For sure. Yeah. Especially after 700 games. Uh, I mean, it's not yeah. like, it's not like you were floating around and, you know, going up, coming down and all this, you had a solid, <laughs> solid career there. So do you, um, that 2000, seven run man I do you like I, is it is it still um like not hurt but do you still think about that oh yeah I you people that's gotta think, be that's gotta be like the highlight of your career oh yeah like, before before you say anything though like let me tell you that everybody in Ottawa still to this day like anyways my generation like my buddies like it's still such an epic time in our lives like honestly dude like even if you guys didn't win like I think back of that couple months where they closed down Elgin Street and we would just go out all the time during the game yeah, and like so epic. It was so epic. So even if it still hurts, like dude, thank you for that because that was uh, <laughs> yeah. that was unbelievable. Yeah, people ask me all the time, what was your favorite year or where was your favorite year that you played or where was your favorite place you played? And I always say Ottawa because that year was it was unbelievable. You know, it's like yeah. you just the, the guys in the room and how good we were and how skilled we were and then leading into the playoffs. And like you're talking about, I've never seen anything like it getting off a plane coming from uh, a series and the airport from our private term terminal, the road lined all the way with people for mile well, kilometers and kilometers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it was just, it was insane. Um, and just, and during the season, just like living in Canada and everywhere you go, people know who you are. There's nowhere to hide in Ottawa. And I never got any negative, uh, negative feedback or comments or everything was so positive that it was like that year is just, it was incredible. Um, you know, and they tell you have no regrets, uh, but uh, eventually, uh, inevitably you do have a couple of regrets, you know, if I could, if I would have, I always wanted to play another Stanley Cup final because that one was so difficult um, with the travel from coast to coast oh, yeah. in a period of time that we played in. Yeah. I mean, I was popping Ambien just to get to sleep. So it's like, I don't even remember that series. So that was kind of like the crappy part of the whole, the whole thing was that the distance in between cities. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that had an effect on us, but. We got bullied out of that series. That that team was 
they're rough. Anaheim was was yeah, they were pretty they were pretty rough. That was kind of the that was the storyline, right? They they just kind of bulldozed over over teams and yeah. Well, we lost. I think we lost the series in game um, four, five. Yeah. I oh, think, okay, yeah. I think we lost the series was over in game four. Pronger was suspended, right? He was out. We mm-hmm. had we had one game the game three in our building. If we win that game four, it's two two going back to Anaheim. Different story, but that's kind of where we blew it. Was that game four at home? What's uh so obviously a little bit bitter in the in the actual Stanley Cup final, but that entire run was was insane. Yeah. Like out of what series was the most memorable besides that? Let's get rid of the Stanley Cup final because yeah. obviously okay. getting there, yeah, is is going to be super memorable. But in terms of just the the pure hockey part, like playing playing the game, what was the most memorable series? The most of that run. The best series was I, I think it was the Buffalo series. I mean, that was that was the conference finals, right? Yeah, conference you finals. Sc- you scored a pretty big goal in that one, eh? Game two. Yeah, game two. The bouncer bounced uh, over Ryan Miller. OT clapper from just inside the blue line. Yeah, right off the drop. Oh, yes. Yeah. yes, yes, Spez, yes. Yeah, Spez won it right back, and I just stepped into it. it was, uh, yeah. yeah. Against against Miller. Miller was in that. Yeah. yeah I remember well, that. Leading into that season, I know uh, that the, the rivalry with Buffalo and Ottawa was pretty heated. And oh, yeah. uh, I, you know, I, I – I didn't really tell a lot of, of people this outside of hockey, but going into that series, I knew we were going to win that series because if you look back during the season, we, I think we beat them almost every time and we had their number. And I think uh, like just with the fights and everything, I, I, I didn't think there was any way they could beat us, but the games were, you're, I was so into the games and just into the flow of the games. And, you know, it was, that was by far the best series. Because it, it was probably also you're just like, if we win this, we're going to the Stanley Cup Finals. <clears throat> yeah. Like, you know, that's that's in the back of your mind the entire time. Yeah, which is yeah, great. I know the sense growing up, there were some epic battles with Buffalo back in the day where Dominic Hasek was on the team. And they, I think they, they, they beat us out a couple times. So, yeah, yeah that, there's a little bit of history there. And, it, and their, whole, their whole existence was hinging – on them going to the Stanley Cup final. I know, like, they were talking about it. Like, if they don't go this year, they're going to dismantle that team. So that was even more, like, kind of a joy to – I don't know if Buffalo <laughs> fans probably don't want to hear it, but that was, like, all, another motivating, motivating factor was, like, we beat this team and they're going to dismantle it. It's awesome. So That's amazing. Awesome. What was the of, – of your entire career, who was the – the most talented player that you think you played with on the same team out of all of them. Like you played with a bunch of teams, Carolina, Washington. So you played with, you played with OV, you played with a bunch of guys. Like who, who do you think was the most, or no, two questions. Who do you think was the most talented? Cause I think I may have just answered it myself, but then also who was someone that, Every time they stepped on the ice, you were just like, holy shit. Like, you were in awe, even though you got to see them every day. Uh, I'd have to go back. I, I, let's see. I'd have to go back to, uh, to Alfie. I was most impressed as a professional and how skilled uh, Alfie was. It was really? rid- he was ridiculous. Um, the way he could control a game when the puck got on his stick, 
He could slow the game down. He could bring the puck back, slow it down. He could, he could speed it up. He was in total control all the time. Uh, and he gave me some passes during the season and in the playoffs that like through sticks, over sticks, feathered. He was ridiculous. Um, he was, he was the most, I think he's the most skilled player I've ever played with. Uh, wow. Ovi, when I played in, in Washington, it was different because it was, everything was still resting on his shoulders. Like he felt like he had to do everything. So when, so the problem in Washington was, is when we got behind, Ovi tried to do everything himself because there wasn't that super second guy. Uh, mm -hmm. Backstrom's there to get him the puck, but he felt like he had to do it all. Uh, and he really couldn't do it all. Um, he's, I mean, you see how many goals he scores off that one off the top of the circle on the PP, right? Yeah. Getting great passes from guys. He could do a lot himself, but he can't do it all himself. I felt like if Alfie wanted to step up and control a game, I'm, you saw it in the last game of the Stanley Cup final where we were behind and Alfie put the whole team on his shoulders and he went out and he scored. I think the, the score was like five to two or five to one and he scores a goal he, he's, he gets it going, you know, and he had that ability to, to control a game like that. Uh, and I, you know, I, I really haven't never played with another player after that that was as skilled as Alfie. Yeah, that's, that's really cool to hear you say that. I don't think there's yeah. tons of guys that, I mean, like, that's not, obviously we all know that Alfie's great and obviously because we're, we're from Ottawa, but I, I would say if you went around the league, it's my, uh, it's my feeling that you probably wouldn't get his name get, being tossed around a lot. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think just from generation-wise, I think he was maybe towards the end of his career at, at that point, maybe like the last five years of it. But I tell you, I, I thought he was, he was at the best uh, that I've ever seen him. He was ridiculous. Yeah, he, he's an absolute legend in Ottawa, too. Still, still now, you know, like he stayed here. He's got his four boys. And I was at his, uh, his jersey retirement game actually a couple of years ago, and it was just place was absolutely packed yeah yeah everyone loves him he demanded he, he just the kind of guy who you just completely respected just mm -hmm. on and off the ice just the way he handled himself and everything that's amazing that's great so joe around this time what uh, what are you doing for training like you're not doing crossfit during the during those stanley cup the stanley cup run because uh, you you just said you were doing it a little bit later on right yeah so what do you like? What kind of stuff are you doing for training? I know usually people that get into CrossFit, they're not uh, like they're not just getting into it from nothing. They usually have a little bit of a training background. Obviously, you're an athlete and you need to do something. Were you were you following what the team trainer was giving you? Were you off on your own doing kind of your your own thing, searching the internet for like the the best up to date you know workout techniques? What what were you doing? You're, uh, you're benching benching two plates for reps. I know that. <laughs> For sure. Uh, yeah, they give you a book. Uh, so after the season ends, they give you a book like three weeks later and it picks up in, you know, I think like June or July. Uh, it picks up in June and just start following the book. I would pick, pick out pieces of the book that I liked uh, and then I would add some of my, my own stuff. So it ended up being like probably I go Monday, Tuesday, and then I go uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And I'd be in the gym for like three hours doing a lot of uh, like just like s boring stuff, squatting, uh, uh, deadlifts, benching, not a lot of movement, you know, not a lot of 
not nothing quick. Uh, in my conditioning, I was doing a ton of running. Like I get on the treadmill uh, and I do intervals or, or I do like just a straight run for 30, 35 minutes and biking and it just got boring. It just got boring uh, towards the end of my career, maybe like two, three years before the end. And I just walked into a gym in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina, CrossFit, uh, Sue Esponti. And because I, I just had seen it on TV and, and I wanted to try it. So walked into the gym and I uh, ended up joining because it was like I could get kind of the same stuff done in a lot less time. You know, that I guess that's the idea behind CrossFit is you can get a lot done in an hour. So that the time, the less time really appealed to me and, and the intensity really appealed to me. Where, what did you, what did you see online? Was it a YouTube video or you watched like the, the documentary on Netflix or what? I've, I had seen the games in the, uh, in the summertime, I think maybe it was the summer before. Uh, and then people were talking about it. So I just thought it was something to try, you know, something different, something. So wait, you, you, you joined a gym, you joined a gym and you had access to like probably state of the art facility at the, at the rink, right? uh no they so at the rink in the summertime they you don't really go to the rink in the summertime Just, okay like I, I belong to like a equivalent to like a you know like a export fitness or whatever you want to call it yeah I, I you know pay your 10 bucks a month go in there and i would do my thing and and get out uh but I guess in the summers, you guys are all just sort of responsible for finding your own way around your your training besides that book is that the idea Right. They give you the book. This is before, like, there's a whole new generation of kids now, like the, the new NHL is uh, a lot of guys live in the same towns or they'll go halfway through the summer. They'll move to where a bunch of guys are training and they'll all train together for like a month or two and maybe go home for a week and get all their stuff together and then go to, to training camp. That's wow. kind of how it works now. So you got big groups of guys in the NHL working out together. Uh, Prior to that, uh, I, like in the 2000s, it was just like, here's your book. You know, if you don't live around anybody, do, do the work out of the book and uh, follow the book and it should work for you, whatever. So that's kind of what I did. I, I always trained alone. I, I never really had a partner. Um, I, I don't think a lot of other guys really wanted to be in the gym for three hours. And, you know, I guess I really didn't mind, you know. Yeah, yeah. Is that, and that's something you've always enjoyed doing then, training. Yeah, always. I, I have to do it. It's, there's some people who need something. They need a, they need a schedule. They need a regiment. And I have, I have to have that. Like, I'm a person who has to wake up and do something physical. I have to go to the gym or I have to get a workout in or uh, my wife will tell you that I'm not fun to be around. <laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> so when you joined the gym in, um, in Raleigh in the summer, did they know you were a professional hockey player? Uh, maybe one or two people, but no, they didn't. And you, just, and you just went in there and just did like the daily program? Oh, for the CrossFit? Yeah. Yeah, the, the, I think the guy, the guy who owned it knew right away. And uh, shortly thereafter, I think everybody else knew. Uh, yeah. just just from talk, but yeah, I went in there. I, I probably belonged there for like a month uh, and we were cleaning and you know, like 
you think you're a big guy, big and strong. You don't really know how to clean, but you put the put a little too much weight on the bar, right? <laughs> so I, w- I was in there and it was a clean day and I went for a fairly heavy clean and my wrist bent the wrong way, dropped the weight. Uh, and I got through the workout and I left that day and I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore because if I break my wrist or something, the team's not going to be interested in having me come to training camp or I, you know, they won't want me. So I left CrossFit after like a month and I went back to that other gym and started doing my own stuff again. And, uh, the guy from, uh, got John Dill from CrossFit Suisponti called me and he's like, Hey man, where'd you go? I'm like, you know what? I almost hurt myself that, that, that one day. And I just can't, it can't happen. He's like, come on, come back in. Uh, we'll start you slower, uh, lighter weight and, and you'll get to like it, man. So I went back and sure enough, that's what we did. We didn't push it too hard and, and I got to love it, you know, did it that's the right so way. Cool. Yeah. Cause I was, really cool. I was almost never going to go back, but yeah, you gotta, get, be, gotta be careful of those athletes uh, walking in through the door trying to just, oh man. you know, outlift yeah. the girls and all this, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you, yeah you, you think just cause you're, you can bench a lot and, and squat a lot that it transfers over right away. But yeah, you guys know as well as anybody else. It just doesn't. Yeah. And there's an argument probably to be made too for like, you know, a professional athlete like yourself, like, do you really need to be cleaning that heavy or like yeah. learning how to snatch in the off season? You know, maybe not. You know, yeah, there's other things that you could be doing to still work your power coordination and, yeah. uh, and get benefit from it. But, and, and to your point, uh, but that's kind of when the, the, the seed in my brain was planted that I wasn't so sure that I, hockey was my first interest anymore and it became CrossFit at that point. It was like, all right, no way. I want, yeah, that, that's kind of when it started to happen. It was like, hockey became kind of secondary and I wanted to see how far I could take this new thing, which was CrossFit. So uh, that's kind of when the, the, the idea was born in my head that. And that's when you were playing for, for Carolina. Uh, yeah. So and that was right, right before uh, Ottawa and Carolina, I think two years I was doing CrossFit. So you had like six years left in the NHL or whatever. Or... No, it was uh, probably in like 2012. 2013 maybe around okay there. okay yeah. so before before coming back to ottawa yeah so a okay, year right, before right, right. I, a year before i came back to ottawa i was i was already doing crossfit okay summer times so, so i want to know when the season starts and and you start you know you you fell in love with crossfit over the summer and you come to training camp like were you in better shape like did, did you feel a difference uh i i felt like with the mobility my my improved mobility that if I got knocked over that I wasn't going to hurt myself or get caught in a compromising position, you know, I thought it helped that way in terms of physical, like conditioning wise, it doesn't really transfer over. Uh, I think in hockey, I mean, you, you, you know, hockey, the only way you can condition yourself to play in a game is to skate. Yeah. I mean, you can ride the bike as hard as you want in the summertime, but until you spend a week on the ice bagging yourself, and going hard, you're not going to be in that shape, that mm-hmm. hockey shape. It's just impossible. Yeah, for sure. It's just a different, and, a different animal. That's great, man. That's that's basically like that's the way we think too, right? It's, it's like you'll you'll have hockey players walk in, and or sometimes their parents walk into the gym, and they're like, "I need to get my kid ready for training camp. Like, what kind of sports specific training do you guys do here for hockey?" And we're like, <laughs> "Yeah, 
nothing. Like right. he'll squat, he'll improve his strength and his power and his coordination. But exactly that, like when it comes time to like a skating stride, like I'm not having him doing like jumping lunges or whatever. Like right. the kid needs to be on the ice. That's really right. cool. So, so when you started that and so you go to training camp, you feel more mobile, maybe a little stronger, but like you need your, your, obviously your skating conditioning back. And do you keep doing CrossFit that year or do you kind of slow that down? Well, that's when, yeah, that's when it started. Uh, when guys, we get off a plane on trips, guys would go to the hotel and, uh, you know, they would go off to dinner or whatever or to lunch or whatever. But I was going to the hotel and putting on my gym gear and heading to, I was on, on Google looking for the closest CrossFit gym. <laughs> that I could get to. Uh, I so, love that. So I was going every every stop, and uh, when we where we were playing, I would find a CrossFit gym, and I, I would go. I've I've gone in LA, I've gone in San Jose. I went to uh, Khalifa's gym in in NorCal. San Jose, NorCal. Uh, I've hit so many. There's so many. There's so many good ones, and there's a lot of bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was my, that was my that was like the fun part of my uh, of the trips because I was kind of fading out and. Uh, not playing a lot of minutes, so that just became. I don't know if it was if it was because I was less interested in hockey, or or you know I don't know I don't know what the reasoning was, but uh, that's just what I started doing. Started buying T-shirts from all the gyms that I went to, and it was fun. That's really cool. Yeah. But so like Paul, Paul and I, Paul and I played uh, junior B hockey. So okay. you know we played a little bit of I, hockey. Uh, I, say, a... I I tell people junior. Just I, I played junior. Yeah. <laughs> junior. but we always we always talk about how if we had found crossfit when we were younger that we would be better hockey players because we'd be in more in better shape like i i growing up i was like you in the off season i loved to be in the gym that's all i did you know even if it even if i didn't have hockey i would have been in the gym training for something right and and it wasn't until later on that I really started getting into CrossFit. Like, I think I found it like one of my last years playing junior B. And, uh, and then I didn't even step into an affiliate until a couple of years removed from hockey. And um, I mean, I get what you're saying that hockey is, uh, you know, to be, to get into that specific shape, you need to be on the ice. But I can't help think that if I was to step on the ice again, like, you know, I, like a month of skating and I would be just flying compared to what I was before. Like, did you notice, did you notice any difference at all? Like besides just the idea that you wouldn't be able, or you wouldn't injure yourself uh, or you'd be less susceptible to it. Like, did you notice anything once you kind of got your legs under you? Yeah. I mean, I did feel faster even now. I mean, I know it's not as high level, obviously, but even in, when we play uh, softball with the men, with, with my buddies, like in the men's league, yeah. I feel like I'm freaking flying. Like I'm faster. <laughs> I can run faster than I've ever been able to run before. And that does, that did transfer into straight speed on the ice. It yeah. did. But, but you were kind of near the end of your career, right? Yeah. So like imagine you found it maybe earlier. Yeah. Maybe who knows, right? Yeah. And there's other factors that contribute to it. For sure. Um, were you uh, were you trying to get some of the other guys to join you on the team? Like, were you trying to drag some of these guys out to the affiliate when you were going to visit? Uh, no, guys. 
guys uh, weren't really into, I haven't come across too many like um, fitness freaks in the NHL. Um, there, there wasn't too many guys who were like, let's go work out uh, like I was, but you know, Chara was like that. He, he liked to work out, but those guys were, they were much more sensible in how they worked out too. It was like, they were, they, they listened to their bodies and I was just more like, I'm just going to destroy myself just because it <laughs> feels so good. So, so it was just different. So they were into it. CrossFit was perfect for you then. Yeah. 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 Do you find, so what, uh, was, what, what was it that drew you really to, to CrossFit then? Like, obviously you could have trained any other way, you know, like the fitness freak will just find a way to train till, till they're dead. Like, what was it that, made you go find an affiliate why didn't you just go work out in the in the like hotel gym or whatever uh just to to i guess to be around the other people who were into it you know uh i think that that's part of the draw is a little bit of the competition away from hockey you know you can compete you can pick a guy and in, in, during the conditioning that you think is near you or better than you and, and kind of compete against him secretly. And I think that was a, a big draw to it is that there's a competitive element to it. Uh, whether that, that other person knows it or not, uh, you're, you're competing. So that was a, that was a big draw for me. Um, just to know that at the end of each class that, you know, we were going to be, uh, be going against somebody. Yeah, that's cool. So you, so you train for four years or so, four or five years, and then you, uh, and then you make it to the games in the master's category yeah. and you finish eighth in 2018. Te yeah. Technically seventh, but we'll, we'll go with eighth. For oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Cause, uh, wasn't that, uh, Ramirez that, that popped? Yeah. He got popped. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Nice. Okay. So yeah. seventh place. That's great. Yeah. And I think uh, I won like five years in a row and then finally popped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck. Well, I, when Neo Maddox comes for you, you gotta, I guess you gotta do something. That guy's a, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's right. He, he won it that year, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He crushed it. Oh, oh he was wow. still, he was still so fit and he was like 40. No, I guess he was just, that was his first year in the 40, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess like Sean had said something and kind of called him out or not, not specifically, but he was like, any, bring anybody, I'll beat them. And so Neil went and crushed just, him, just flattened just, him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I asked um, Neil, I asked Neil, I was like, man, you're, you're like, in, you're unbelievable. Like what, how much time do you spend in the gym? He's like, oh, just an hour, just one hour. I do. He goes, I do everything so fast. I'm here, I'm there. And then I'm done. I'm out. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he also, but he also has a long he's got that long like individual career crossfit games yeah. career that he can sort of lean on as a base you know so he yeah. was he still still got opportunity to ride that out once you hit a certain level of fitness you know yeah and he's genetically just gifted yeah 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 exactly, exactly. <laughs> he just has it yeah so what, uh, what, like, when in, did you decide in your head that going to the CrossFit Games was a thing that you wanted to do? Was it like the second you watched the film and, and started to, you know, seek out your first CrossFit gym? Or was it, you know, a year into going to these gyms and you were like, hey, I'm pretty good at this thing. I think I could make it to the Games. It was as soon as I saw the Games on, on, uh, in the summer, as soon as I saw them on TV, 
that was uh, that was a goal. Was like make it to regionals. That was my goal. You know, when I when I first started, and then I realized that when you're 36, you can't. It's really really hard to make it to regionals against the 20 somethings. You know, yeah. So reality set in there. So then um, it was just kind of a waiting game because they didn't have 35 to 39 when I started. So it was a waiting game to 40. Hey, were you, I guess you were in Chicago. Would he, would he, would we have competed against you? Had you made it to regionals? Would you have been going to the East? No, that's the central. Oh, yeah. the central. North central. I think. North central. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Back then when you started, it was still the, um, it was still like even before the super regional. So it was, Guys in your region in Chicago was like Alex Nettie. Do you remember Alex Nettie? I don't remember him. No. No. I don't, I don't remember. remember Alex Nettie. There wasn't many, too many big names in the in the North Central. I don't think. No, North Central was was wasn't too strong. Casper Bauer was there. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was at the game. I think. Yeah, he won the games that year. I went in 2018. Yeah, yeah in 30, 35, 40. Yeah. What, what's going on this year? Did you um, did you do the online qualifier? I didn't. I took a did? this season off. Yeah. Okay. You, you didn't. You didn't do the open. No, I didn't do the open. I um. So I did the the open after. So in eight, 2018, I did the open again. Made it to the qualifier. I did the qualifier. I think I finished like 30 in the 30s. And uh, I was like really shocked um, and kind of disappointed at the, the workouts that they put out in the online qualifier because there was nothing, there was not really a strength test. You know, I was kind of disappointed. That kind of evens the playing field out for me. Um, yeah. There was, so I, I think was, there was a, like a heavy barbell in a workout, but the, you're right. There was no like, act, like strength event. Was that the, the, the deadlift one? No, the heaviest one, I think it was uh, muscle-ups and, like, uh, push uh, push jerks at, like, 185 I got up to. I oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That was, yeah. like, the, the heaviest thing in the whole thing. And it was all, like, a lot – there was a lot of handstand push-ups and, you know, a lot of gymnastic elements. And uh, I was just kind of disappointed, and I was – bad taste in my mouth, so I was just like, I'm, I'm just going to wait. I'm going to take this year off. So my plan is to do the Open this year. Um, and then do the qualifiers, see where I end up. And then I think I only have to wait, like, I think the next one is my 45 year. So I'll give it a go then. Okay, there Just you go. Wait, wait that's what, so that's, I guess that's kind of the, uh, the trend in the, in the master's categories is to kind of go for it uh, in those early years when you're a little younger in the age group and then maybe let the body recover a little bit for a year or two as you kind of fizzle out the, the tail end. Yep. And then as you enter a new category, you just hammer down. Yeah, that's that's the idea, I think. Cause, but you, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So when you t I turned 40, I didn't feel any different than when I was 38. I felt the same, right? Yeah. 41, okay. When I hit 42, my body, it changed. It, like, all of a sudden started needed, needing more rest. Uh, I was, I'm getting, like, nagging injuries that I had never gotten before. So 42 was like the number for me. Um, so it's not as easy as it was prior to that. So that's why I'm kind of 
skeptical as to whether I could even compete with guys in that lower end, especially the guys coming out of the 35 to 39 who are full of fire and feel still feel good. I've gone past that, like feel good all the time point. Now it's where to where it's like you need maintenance and, and rest and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. It's a lot of extra work and time put into recovery and, you know, accessory work and make sure you're moving well and, and all this. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask, Joe, because, you know, like we talk about you, you increase your fitness, you know, through time, but then age starts to catch up. And I was wondering when or if at all that happened, right? Because, I mean, even myself, like I'm 33 and like I still feel like I'm kind of getting fitter, but I'm kind of just maybe staying the same, right? And I'm wondering when is it going to hit at some point and be like, hey, I'm actually not getting fitter anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's kind of the, the type of uh, athlete you are in terms of, of fitness wise. I think I could always get um, more fit in terms of conditioning. Uh, Cause I think there's still more uh, of an area where I can push myself that I kind of stay out of uh, that I don't like to go to. So I'm still working on that area. So I think there's still more available there, but like for strength, just pure strength, like I'm kind of topping out at, you know, I know I'm never going to be able to snatch 275. Uh, you know, I know I'm never going to be able to clean and jerk 325. Like that's just my, my, my body and my body structure. I'm kind of topped out at all that stuff. Um, but still pretty good. Well, it's still pretty, yeah, still pretty good. good enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I can, if I can snatch, I don't know, 255, 260 when I'm, 40 I'd, I'd be pretty pretty pumped with that yeah yeah that's it's nice that's awesome. I think what I, th- I, th- I think one of the trends that I what that I see uh, as we you know start to age is the first thing that happens is is we can't like we're still getting fitter but we can't it's not as an accelerated process as it used to be so for yeah. example when you're 20 years old you can train at such a high volume and recover so quickly that you're increasing your fitness at such a high rate day to day, week to week, like one year to the next, like you have increased so much fitness. It's ridiculous because of that volume and that rate of recovery. Whereas like even now, like I, Paul says 33, I'm, I'm 30 years old, but I've, you know, training age, like I've been doing CrossFit for, you know, almost 10 years now. I can't, I can't train at the same volume. I need to be mindful of that. I'm for yeah. sure getting fitter. Like I'm the fittest I ever, I've been in my entire life, but I need to be much, much smarter with, with how, um, with how much volume I, I try to train with and how, how fast I try to, like, I need to be realistic with my, with my goals. Yeah. So, you know, for you, you know, you're saying you've got a lot of room uh, to go in maybe like the conditioning area, you know, and if you can maintain, those strength numbers and you are still getting fitter but maybe the rate at which you're doing that is just slowing down a little bit you know at one point it's going to peak like paul's saying and it's just like you know we're going to fizzle out and come down the other side of the curve but it's it's really interesting to me how long you can go and see your times drop like we've got friends pt on on staff that or just in the crossfit world like these are like old old 
OG CrossFitters who have been doing this for a long fucking time. And I'm, they're throwing up like PRs on Fran and stuff. I'm like, how the, f- how the hell are you doing that? Like, you know, you're 40, 40 years old and you're still doing this. You've been training CrossFit since you were 25. <laughs> yeah, that's well said. I think that that is a, a good point. Um, what's, your wheel, what's your wheelhouse, Joe? Like you say, your condition. Yeah, what's your, yeah. So anything with like uh, my favorite workouts, let's say if I was to put together my favorite workout, it would have like rope climbs in it, heavy deadlifting, and like maybe carrying something heavy. So uh, pulling. Just, just so some, he likes to pull and, he, and grunt work. Grunt work. Because I, I can get into that, I can get into an area in there of comfortability of, of when it's heavy and just kind of like the grunt work and I can just get in a zone and just maintain like my, my uh, like the same intervals for every round and that stuff. I loved doing that stuff. I could do that stuff for like 20 minutes straight, like 20 minute AMRAPs. I love those too, you know, just kind of like get into that zone where you, you keep it at the same pace and then hammer it a little bit at the end. I love yeah. those. Like that workout, that workout this year in the open with the, uh, I think it was like, Dumbbell snatches, toes to bar, and something else for double 20 unders. minutes. Do you remember that one? Yeah, it was double unders. Double unders, yeah. That yeah, one yeah. was like, people were like, that's so hot. They're dying. I'm like. It was dumbbell, uh, dumbbell thrusters. Yeah, it was so, so easy. I, I thought it was easy. Because <laughs> you just like, I mean, you could just fly around that for 20 minutes. It was, I, I really liked that one. That seemed like a good one. If, if I didn't, I mean, that was a good, that was a fun workout. That was not easy though. I was dying, really? absolutely dying. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed that one. But I did really well at the games that there was like a rope climb and uh, we had to carry a super heavy yoke and then we had to go on a run and I did really well on that one. Um, but anything with like he- heavy objects or moving heavy objects around or sandbag over the shoulder. I love that stuff. That's so awesome. What's your max deadlift? Uh, Five twenty. That's good. Strong. Yeah, I can see what why you, you want those those strength events. What do, What do you weigh, Joe? Uh, I think around two ten. Is that more or less than when you played hockey? Uh, more. I play around like two hundred five, two hundred six, maybe. Yeah. I just for for fun. I know when we met at the games, I I told you that that story of. Uh, of the article that was published in like the citizen in like 2007. Do you remember that? Yeah. And, and, uh, I pulled, I, what's that? The GM freaked out about that picture. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Exactly. So like, I, I remember we were in, I was in the dressing room and my buddy comes in and he's like, man, like, look at this picture. So <laughs> cool. And we, we used to, we used to call you Jose Cuervo. Yeah. Like, look at, look at Jose Cuervo and look how jacked he is. And I was like, Oh man, that's awesome. And then basically I became a fan at that point. I'm like, hey, this guy, I like the way he plays. He plays hard and he's jacked and likes to work out. Done. Yeah. Why didn't the GM like that picture? He didn't want anybody to be caught with like their shirts off. I'm not sure why. And then the tattoo, because I had a lot of tattoos and yeah, yeah. That, they didn't like that at all. So oh, that's kind of, that's kind of funny. I was like, what am I supposed to do? The guy has like, they're like med doing measurements on me. And what am I supposed to do? You know, they're like, it's not my fault. He took the picture. But that, that was like my day, like the day of uh, physical testing when he got to camp. It was like, all right, here we go. Try and take down uh, as many uh, number one 
weights or times as I could. It was fun. Did, did you did you crush it? Oh yeah, I always crushed it. I like you said, <laughs> I always crushed the bench and uh, pull ups and all that stuff. So That's that was awesome. the first time I ever did Fran. Was in the I got a video of it on my phone still. Um, was in um, in the weight room in Ottawa in the arena. I was just like I had seen it on. I had heard people do it, uh, and that was the first time I did it the right way. Like that was the first time I was ever able to complete it almost like fully unbroken. So I have a video of that. It's the the form is pretty terrible, but that's awesome. I, we we talk about this all the time in the podcast with people. You know, like the first the first friend is like an it's iconic. Like I wish every time that we program friend at the gym, like I want to just video everyone. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's it's just fun. Like five, six, seven years down the line, like watch that first video. Like I, I'd pay a lot of money to see my first friend. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably absolute garbage. Yeah, what's Are you training uh, hard right now or what? My what? Are you training uh, pretty hard right now or through through all this uh, COVID stuff? Yeah, um, the the guy, my coach owns the gym, so. Um, I don't know. He he gave me a key a long time ago. So they do their sneak down there once in a while. Uh, every every day they do their virtual they do their virtual class at from ten to eleven. So uh, I try to sneak in there after they're done. There's nobody in there, and so I train Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I I do a little something on Thursday on my own at home because I got a, a gym in my backyard and stuff like that. And then uh, I'll go Friday, Saturday, and then. Depending on how naughty I am on on Saturday, I might do something on Sunday too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> like to have a couple of cocktails on the weekends, boys. Who doesn't? Oh man. Who doesn't? Yeah. Only the weekends during during this whole thing. It it turned into kind of a weekday thing, so yeah. <laughs> I had to slow that down a little bit. Yeah, there's there's a there's a uh, like a meme or whatever a video going around about uh, it's like a bottle of Tito's sitting on the counter and and it's talking to you. <laughs> it's like. Why don't you open me today? <laughs> no matter what day it is, come on. But that it, that's how it seems. It's like you just look at it and you're like, oh, I've got nothing else to do. I know. It's hard. Might as well. Joe, yeah. what, uh, what's a better feeling? Winning, uh, winning a, a game, a regular, a regular season game in the NHL or winning a workout? Oh. Uh, winning a workout at the game. I, I'm going with uh, winning a workout. Especially, uh, I mean, a regular season game is okay. Playoff game. Playoff game. Well, that's different. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's hard. I don't really remember that. It's not fresh in my mind. So what's fresh in my mind is winning workouts and and posting times. You know, posting top times. So right now for me, it's winning a workout. Is um, there uh, is there any is there any moment? Because we all—I mean, we know that CrossFit workouts take you to uh, just a different place, like pain-wise, physically. Yeah. You know, like being in a hockey game, it's not really comparable. But do you have a moment like where you maybe went to like triple overtime and your legs were so bagged you could barely even stand up? Was there a moment in in hockey that you you think back? You're like, oh, that could have compared kind of like a wad. Yeah. We had plenty of games like that. Uh, I remember one in particular. It was a 
we were playing Boston in the playoffs. I was with Carolina, and it was Game Seven. We were in Boston, and it, and that one went a couple. It went a bunch of overtimes. Uh, you're like between overtimes. You go in the locker room, and you literally have to lay on the ba- on your on your back on the floor and put your legs up because oh. you're just getting so filled with lactic acid. Um, but like the next day, your back, your lower back, and your and your hip flexors after playing like 35 40 minutes it's crazy it's like so i would say that that's that's comparable when you go into like those triple overtime games especially if you're a top minute guy on d if you're a if you're a top 2d top 4d you're gonna play like in a triple overtime game you're gonna play over 45 minutes like 40 45 minutes yeah it gets it gets pretty ridiculous yeah um yeah that would be comparable i would say but nothing where you need to lay on the floor for like. I've never been into that in that position in hockey where. Yeah, yeah, that's you, know, you have to lay on the floor literally for ten minutes. <laughs> that's that. There's some that are just like. What's the hardest workout that you that you've done in recent memory? Um. Recent memory. Or even like could be at the games. I feel like at the games you're a little bit you're kind of riding that high, like you're untouchable almost. Nothing can hurt you, you know. Yeah, there's a the, the games is like another level. It's like uh, it's like you have more in the tank. It's like you can lift more. It's crazy because people there's so many people watching and you just feed off that energy at the games. I think it just when you're training at your own gym. I mean, you you can push yourself only to a certain point. Especially me, I. Tr- I don't know if you train alone. Do you, you train alone? Well, nowadays, nowadays. I prefer, I think most, we both prefer with other people. Yeah. We're, we're kind of forced to nowadays, obviously. Yeah. So once in a while I'll train with like a group and it's like when I train with the, the group, it doesn't matter what workout it is. It just seems like after something like that, it's, it's so much worse because I'm trying to hang with like guys who are in their thirties and twenties and it's just, yeah. just doing my best. Yeah, and those are those are the the workouts that are like just terrible. You know, that must have been. I mean, besides from just the CrossFit, that must have been a huge difference maker because you were talking about earlier. You just like to go into the gym for three hours by yourself. Like CrossFit brings the that factor of training partners into the the fold, and you know, we half the time when we give people recommendations on how they can you know change their their training to take it to the next level, we're like, you got to find yourself a, a training partner who's going to push you yeah you know and it doesn't matter who you're what do we what does glassman say he says if your dog's looking at your rower you're gonna roll harder yeah 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 and you have to find a training partner that's gonna stick with you i mean i've i've gone through like a handful of guys who just like will train for like a month or two and they're just like they just disappear it's like they Mm -hmm. don't want to keep keep at the grind you know yeah tough to find people like that just you're, like, you're just you're just crushing them day in and day out so like <laughs> never, never mind this guy well shouldn't that motivate them i don't <laughs> yeah no well, it hey, should if, if the, the guys that, that quit you after a month those not those aren't the type of guys you want to be working out with anyways yeah that's yeah. true what's uh what's the name of the affiliate that you're at right now i'm at o'hare crossfit it's technically not really even close to o'hare airport but it's okay. uh it's only like seven minutes from my house. Cool. Um, the good gym, like the, the competitive gym around me is it's called alpha dog and it's like 30, 30 minutes away. So 
right before all this happened, I, I went there once on a Saturday and they got a really good group. And uh, so I'm looking forward to once this is all over, you know, getting out there once a week on Saturdays because it's, I think, I think one of the teams went to the games. They, I think they sent a team to the games or something a couple of years ago. So there are younger guys and some, some younger girls who are just like pretty impressive. You know? That's cool. Joe, do you have your level one? I did, but it, I think it just expired. Oh. Yeah. I, I thought it was something I wanted to do uh, when I first started, but um, I think it, it's just more for me. I don't really find any enjoyment in teaching somebody who has no idea how to move or is not an athlete. It's, <laughs> it's hard for me to, to understand why they don't get it or the mechanics of it. So, um, I know, I know, I think, I think one of the fifty percent of the people. That, what? I was gonna say, I think fit, like about fifty percent of the people that take the course, it's always for their their uh, personal benefit anyway. So yeah, I'd I, say it's, would you say 50, 50, Paul, like 50%, it's probably like yeah. coaches and owners. And then the other 50, it's like people who are just interested for themselves. Yeah. I'm, I'm always, I'm always amazed at how many are like have zero interest in coaching. It's like, wow, you, you paid that much money to just come hang out and learn about air squats. Like that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, you don't really know what, what it's, I didn't know what it was going to be like. I didn't realize it was going to be so basic, but, Pete, to your point, that is kind of what, uh, uh, why I took it is to kind of gain some knowledge for myself. Yeah. See the things I could do better. Um, not necessarily to coach, uh, but just to have that just in case I, I did have the, the urge to coach. But it just, that was just never, it, it just didn't materialize. It wasn't something I wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. You ever, you ever open up the old, the, uh, the, the manual, look back and uh, do a little bit of, little bit of studying the old, what I was going to say is that if you're you know you're finding you're uh, starting to wear away a little bit sometimes it helps to go back and look at that that type of stuff to uh, help refuel the or hit the reset button on technique and, and whatnot yeah I'll look at it occasionally to because to uh, look at meals because I'm always kind of trying to get ideas for what the right amount of food is for me to eat because I don't I don't meal prep or anything like that Mm-hmm. So I, I, I had a couple recipes from that, from that manual that I would follow relig- religiously, but it's kind of waning off the older I get. My, my wife, she's a really great cook and it's, it's hard to turn down a lot of the things she makes, but most of the things she makes are really healthy anyway. So I don't really. Did she cross it? She does not. She, she did try it. But it wasn't for her. She's more of a yogi. She she had her own oh, okay. yoga studio and stuff like that. So probably because oh, she was cool. trying to train with you. Probably. <laughs> she's tired of hearing about me at the gym. I'm sure. So what's um, just to close off there, uh, Joe? What's uh, what's retirement looking like from the from pro hockey? Uh, it's been good. Uh, like I said, my routine when I played hockey was wake up, go to the rink uh get on the ice and then we usually had a team workout or something before or after practice and I was out of the rink on a practice day by like noon so I try to keep that same schedule but use CrossFit in place of hockey so that's worked out really well for me um and then four four years ago I I, start, I got my uh USA Hockey 
uh, coaching levels. I'm, I'm up to a level three now. I think I have to do level four and then I don't have to do any more. Um, but I started coaching both my boys four years ago. So oh, cool. Yeah. So it started as a kind of an assistant coach capacity and it's kind of grown into to helping with practice plans and, and ideas, you know, how to power skating ideas and, and just a couple bigger things like that. Um, and now I just, I'm letting my older son go. He's, he's an 04. He's moving on to, uh, they're, they're forming like this kind of super double A team. So he's moving on to another coach that I trust. And then uh, I took the 06 team uh, at Chicago Americans, the triple A, one of the triple A teams around here. So we're gonna, we're putting together our team because this is new to us. So I'm kind of trying to recruit kids and get kids in because I, I looked at the team that they had last year and it was a bunch of uh, smaller kids and they're kind of all the same players. They all have the same skills and, and they're just not big. So trying to revamp that team with my younger son, he'll be on the team as a defenseman. He's bigger. I'm trying to make the team bigger uh, size wise and, and see if we can, I think they were ranked in the, in the 70, 70s in the nation last year. So just trying to get them a lot better you know, because who starts something and doesn't want to be at the top right away? I don't start things just to, to kind of get a little bit better. Like, I want to move this team from 70th in the nation to, to top 20 or top 10, you know? That's my goal. Trying to, no, trying, to recreate, trying to recreate that Anaheim team that beat you in 06, eh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's, How old are your boys? I didn't, I didn't know you were your dad, man. Sorry, I, I would have asked earlier. How old are they? Uh, 15 and a half and 14. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's That's, so you had them super young. Yeah, uh, I had them when I had my first one. I think when I was twenty-seven or twenty-eight. Okay. Oh yeah, right, right. Okay. Around there. Yeah. Cool. So, so yeah, did they, they follow. Did they follow you around the whole career or what? Yeah, yeah, they did, and it actually affected because if you think about it, they were learning how to skate like in Carol in North Carolina. Uh, and if you look at hockey in North Carolina and compare it to hockey, for instance, in Chicago or anywhere in Canada, it's almost like they're a year behind. So if they're like an 04, they're going to kind of seem like they're an 05. Like it's just a little bit slower and not, not as developed. So they kind of missed the whole power skating and all that stuff. And to me, like power skating, if you can't skate, you can't play hockey. Mm -hmm. So they were a little bit late in catching up to, to the skating, but I think they've gotten they, they've kind of finally caught up at 15 and 14 to uh, to the skills and the skating that they need to be at. So that kind of hurt them. I, I always feel bad about that that I wasn't able to kind of directly uh, be involved with the coaching when they first started. But I just I wasn't really around you know around the road and stuff like that. So well, you're involved fun. now. You're involved now. It sounds yeah. like you know in a big way. So uh, I'm sure yeah. they appreciate it. Yeah, they probably just they probably just look at you and say, "Well, if my dad's that jacked, then I I, I probably should hit the gym." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. thanks for coming on the podcast, Joe. We really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Anytime, Pete. Anytime, Paul. I appreciate you guys having me on. It's, it was fun. And obviously, if, if, you, ever, if you ever make it back yeah. to Ottawa, yeah, if you ever make it to Ottawa again, uh, we'd love to have you at the gym. Hundred percent. Yeah, there's no way I'd miss it. There's no way I would miss it if I came up there again. If uh, if any of us, if we ever get out of this thing and PT or I start working seminars again, we'll we'll look you up if we ever make it to Chicago. 
Yeah, for sure. I'd hope so. Okay, sounds good, Joe. Thanks, you, Joe. Thanks a lot, man. All right, fellas, take care. Have, have a good day. All right, later.